0: Hello friends, I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Second Samuel chapter 9 David asked, Is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now there was a servant of Saul's household named Ziba. They summoned him to appear before David, and the king said to him, are you Ziba? At your service, he replied. The king asked, Is there no one still alive from the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? Ziba answered the king, There is still a son of Jonathan. He is lame in both feet. Where is he? The king asked. Ziba answered, He is at the house of Mekir, son of Amiel, in Debar." So King David had him brought from Lodibar, from the house of Mekir, son of Amiel. When Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, he bowed down to pay him honor. David said, Mephibosheth, at your service, he replied. Don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan. I will restore to you all of the land that belonged to your grandfather Saul, and you will always eat at my table. Mephibosheth bowed down and said, What is your servant, that you should notice a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Ziba, Saul's steward, and said to him, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and your servants are to farm the land for him and bring in the crops so that your master's grandson may be provided for. And Mephibosheth, grandson of your master, will always eat at my table. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Then Ziba said to the king, Your servant will do whatever my lord the king commands his servant to do. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young, young son named Micah. And all the members of Ziba's household were servants of Mephibosheth, and Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem, because he always ate at the king's table. He was lame in both feet. So this name uh, Mephibosheth is not um, one that just rolls easily off of my my tongue. How about yours, friends? Like Ishbosheth, Mephibosheth is a difficult name. But David wanted to honor his covenant of friendship with Jonathan. You may recall he had um, multiple occasions where where David and Jonathan expressed their love and commitment to one another, and even forming several covenant agreements that their descendants would be uh, taken care of by the other person. So in this case, um, David. Remembers I'm sure his his dear friend Jonathan, who was killed in battle with his father Saul, and uh, David David um, asks, "Is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake and so that's the first verse. Clearly, David wanted to honor the memory of his friend Jonathan, but also there was a legitimate commitment to take care of Jonathan's descendants. And so David began to inquire, and um, it's not specified here at what point this takes place. It may have taken place the first year after Jonathan died, or much later. We don't know. But um, in verse two, we read, "There was a servant of Saul's household named Ziba, and they summoned him to appear before David." And so this Ziba was a very powerful man in his own right. He um, he was a servant from Saul's household. But um, after Saul's demise, he was probably operating as a free agent, perhaps on the lands that um, Saul had left behind, we're not told. But Ziba had a big family and um, many servants himself. And so he was probably terrified when David called him um, before the court, probably wondering, you know, what's the problem? But the king asked, um, are you Ziba? He said, yes, I am. I'm at your service. Very clever response. And the king said, is there no one still alive from the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? And Ziba answered the king, there is still a son of Jonathan, and he's lame in both feet. And so it's interesting to note that, that the the mention of him being lame in both feet was was part of the initial narrative. And so David says, where is he? And uh, Ziba answers him. He's at a particular house in Lodabar. And so David had him brought from Lodabar, and um, uh, I'm sure Mephibosheth was terrified. You recall that um, Saul had tried to kill David. Both Saul was dead and and, uh, Jonathan, Mephibosheth's father, was dead. Mephibosheth may have heard rumors that Jonathan and David were close, but he also knew that David, the mighty warrior, had killed many, many people. And so to be brought before the presence of an absolute monarch like David was a fearful thing. And so Mephibosheth was brought to David, and he bowed down to pay him honor, it says. Um, No doubt, he did. And um, once again, he responded the same way as as Ziba had had responded. He said, I'm at your service. And David began to comfort him. In verse 7, David said, don't be afraid, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan, so he made it clear to Mephibosheth that he loved Jonathan and he was going to honor Mephibosheth not for anything that he personally had done, but because of the the love he had for Jonathan and the commitment he had made to Jonathan and so he says, "I'll restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul." Now this was a huge inheritance. Uh, Mephibosheth was probably destitute up to this point or close to it. But um, he was restoring to him, you know, the lands of a king, his predecessor king. And then David took it one step further. He said, you'll always eat at my table and uh, be like, I'll treat you like one of my sons. And so Mephibosheth was overwhelmed with David's kindness. And uh, he bowed down and said, you know, what have I done that you should even notice me? But nevertheless, um, David took him into his household. And so the king summoned Ziba, uh, Saul's steward and explained to him what had happened. He said, I've given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and to his family, and you and your sons and your servants are to be his servants and farm the land for him and bring in the crops. And um, once again, David was an absolute monarch. And so Ziba, although he had 15 sons and 20 servants of his own, in the presence of David, he could say nothing other than, whatever you ask, I'll do it and um, whatever you command, I'll do it. And so Ziba, whether we are left wondering whether it was willing or unwilling, he um, he was wise enough not to try and counterman David's instructions. So um, Ziba became the servant of Mephibosheth and all of his household and all of his servants with him. And so we, we finish this chapter in verse 11. It says, so Mephibosheth, ate at David's table like one of the king's sons. And Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem because he always ate at the king's table. And so this uh, favor to eat at the king's table was a big deal. And um, his uh, injury, making him lame, had caused his life to be difficult. The loss of his father and the loss of his grandfather, the loss of um, all of the family lands and so forth had been terrible, terrible blows. But here in one fell swoop, Through David's kindness and his remembered love for Jonathan, Mephibosheth's entire life had changed dramatically. And so David, um, once again, showed his character was uh, extraordinary. And his um, uh, commitments to Jonathan continued beyond the grave. And so, Lord, may we always honor our commitments David honored his covenant with Jonathan. May we honor our commitments with those that we have made agreements. Lord, forgive us where we've fallen short in this, but Lord, give us the grace to follow through on all of our commitments. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer.